the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. We're playing a little game called Win Rob Black's Money. And I just kind of made it up this morning because um, I thought it was kind of funny. I, I don't understand why, but I suppose it is. Anyway, um, I'll start talking about stocks as well. For instance, for instance, um, 7 million jobs are gone now. Something that I'm going to look forward to in 2010, not the first six months, but the last six months, is when do we start adding jobs? I'm going to look at the housing market. I'm going to look at the job market. I'm going to look at business investment. Those are the three swings on good year or bad year, in my opinion. Should I just go to Bill? Is Bill ready? No, Bill's not ready. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. The unemployment rate, it's you know standing at 10% in the month of November. And it's expected to stand comfortably high. We're going to get some jobs numbers on Friday. Some experts expect that the market won't fully recover from the 7.2 million jobs that have been lost since the start of 2008 before another recession and a round of job cuts. So they think there's going to be another round of job cuts and another recession. Now, that's one opinion. One Fed governor this morning saying that he sees jobs improving. So that's another opinion. You start building what's called a case that you can make your argument on whether you think it's going to be a bad year or a good year. So a lot of people think that this is going to be what's referred to as a jobless recovery. Our economy has already started to recover because of government spending, but the jobs haven't. The 21-month period that followed the 2001 recession was a jobless recovery. An additional 1.1 million jobs were lost while we were recovering. We came out of our recession. It was a fast recession. We came out of our recession and um, as we came out of that recession, we, we continued to cut. And most economists right now are looking for employers to start adding jobs this year. So there will probably be some disappointment if that doesn't happen. And for the record, I've got a friend out there who's unemployed, and she's been unemployed for a long time. She's not really a friend. She's an acquaintance. I'm going to bring her on the show and try to find her a job. Is that you? Have you been unemployed and want to come on the air and find a job? I'll see if I can help you. You can always drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Let's go to South San Francisco. Nancy. Yeah, hi. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Oh, not too bad. <laughs> so now you don't possibly think you have enough Rob Black trivia to get through five daunting rounds of, of challenge. Well, I might. I don't know. Okay. It's possible. It's you... always possible. I have resources I can draw on. Oh, you got other people there? No, no, no. I just take notes. 
Oh, you don't possibly take notes of this show. No, no, I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, there um, back in the 1990s, I, I I basically was a tech analyst, uh, and um, everyone started where they were taking notes during my show, and it was, it was very humbling to see because like I do these seminars and people would bring notebooks of things that I'd said, and I'm like, this isn't exactly a classroom that I'm doing, but I guess it is in some ways to some people's minds. Yeah, it is flattering, isn't it? <laughs> I, I suppose. What do you do for a living, Nancy? Well, I used to work for a uh, car dealership as a service advisor. <laughs> what do we? What can you teach me about car dealerships? Like, I probably don't ever need the undercoating. No, no, you don't, and you should never buy an extended warranty. <laughs> okay, that's that's good advice. Any... I mean, uh, as as a service department employee, you should never buy. I mean, I know from experience they they don't cover anyway. <laughs> never mind. That's kind of goofy, but. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, you're a little nervous, and that's cute. What do you do for a living now? Do you just not work? I'm at... a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> how, many, how many kids? Well, just one. But... Okay. What do we need to know about children? What, what one lesson can you teach me about children? Uh, be nice and loving. Okay. Yeah. That's not exactly a, a, a shocker, but I'll go with it. No. Well, that's, that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'll start you off with the last question that someone missed. What's the crappy sports bar? in San Carlos that I complain about that I want to open up a sports bar right next to it and basically put them out of business. I, I have to beg off on that. I couldn't even guess. <laughs> mm. I didn't pay attention. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. Uh, I'll give you one more. Let's, let's Can I give you a different answer? Can I say Maisie? <laughs> Maisie the Wonder Dog is the, the, the dog. <laughs> I did a TV show at 10 o'clock in the morning on Channel 4 Cron. It was called uh-huh. Rob Black and Your Money. It was called Rob Black and Your Money, and I did it eight years ago. And yeah. I did it for about seven years. I only quit it last year, and I started working on the 4 o'clock news. What was my co-host name? Name either of my two co-hosts from the television show. They were women. They were women. One, one had a horsey face, and one was a beautiful blonde. Oh, brother. Uh, yeah. I don't know the answer to that one either, so. Not a, tr- not a true fan, so. Away with you, Nancy. 800-345- Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. You think Ron Owens has the cojones to do a trivia show about himself? Is it the ultimate in vanity? I think it might be. I think it might be. There was some news out there today that uh, I found a negative. Again, I don't really care. I'm not trying to win or lose. I'm not trying. I'm just trying to play the game right. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. I love Ron Burgundy. So the answer to my favorite movie would probably be Anchorman. But then again, I think we all have different favorite movies, like our favorite horror movie, our favorite comedy. So I love Anchorman. Like I could watch Anchorman and snicker each and every time. And for instance, Chad Burton told me that The Hangover was the funniest movie of the year, funniest movie ever. I disagree. I think Anchorman, much funnier, much, much, much funnier. Anyway, so there's some news out there today that I, I saw and I flagged and I go, that's not good. That's not good. It was China. Their central bank raised a key interest rate, slightly, for the first time in five months. And what economists interpret as the beginning of a broader move to tighten monetary policy and forestall inflation. Now, after breaking a stride a year ago during the global economic slowdown, the Chinese economy resumed galloping growth over the summer. Government investments in real estate and construction and consumer spending, they all basically worked. So what China is doing is trying to slow down that growth. They're trying to cut the risk. For instance, 
when our Federal Reserve, after 2001, lowered interest rates from 5% to 4% to 3% to 2% to 1% to a quarter of a percent, it stimulated our economy. The cost of money was cheap. So Heidi would come up with a, a lame brain idea like, hey, let's start a TV station in my basement. And a bank would give her money to go start a TV station in her, in her basement. It was cheap. You know, the banks get in it at one quarter of 1%, so they'd charge her 8%. They'd, put, they'd, they'd make a lot of money off her. Or maybe a car dealership. Well, maybe someone like me would come up with an idea of like, hey, I've got this great idea for a business. It's going to be a, a sports bar that plays Celine Dion music. So it's going to attract both women and men. Sports for men, Celine Dion for women. Because that's the ultimate cliche. All women like Celine Dion and all men like sports. And they, they would borrow the money for a quarter of a percent and they'd give it to me for 5% because it's a good idea. He's figured out his market. He's got it. So Heidi risky, Rob not so risky. Heidi higher rate, Rob not so high rate. So it encouraged risk. So the higher the cost of money, at some point in time, Heidi's like, I can't make money borrowing at 10, 15, 20, 30%. Like, you know your credit cards at 20% are evil. And yet your credit cards at 10%, you're like, yeah, it's okay. I'll be okay. It's, that's, the, that's the same thing banks do. So China, by raising their interest rates, they're trying to discourage speculative investments by Chinese companies. They're trying to discourage speculative uh, individuals in real estate projects. China's dilemma right now is that higher rates may also prompt overseas investors seeking higher returns to redouble their efforts to push money into China. So it's not a huge flag to me, but I don't like seeing that. Now, again, one step does not make a marathon, but they've tinked, tinker, 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 one step higher in their interest rates. So I'm paying attention. I'm not not going to pay attention. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. You can call, you can email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I've got enough trivia questions for one more round if someone wants to try to win 50 bucks. I know you're saying, Rob, why didn't you give away hundreds and hundreds and thousands of millions of your dollars? Because I'm not stupid. So it's just a cute little radio show. I'll actually mail you a check for $50 if you can get four in a row. I'll lower it from five in a row to four in a row. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, interesting story yesterday out of England. And I love this story because it really shows you the mentality of the world. We've had a lot of snow in the United States. In Minnesota, it's negative a million degrees right now. People are freezing. They're, they're walking out of their house and they're turning into icicles and cracking into little teeny tiny pieces. So Britain is going through a snowstorm as well. And what they've learned is that during snowstorms, extramarital dating sites do well. People are locked in their house, and when we're locked in our house, we ultimately hate our spouse. Heidi did a story yesterday where she talked about couples who've been married over five years just aren't happy anymore. They lose their will to live. They want to die after they've been married for over five years. Same thing in Britain. When you're snowed in, you're with your spouse. So there's a website called illicitencounters.com, and it provides a platform for married people to conduct affairs. And they saw an unprecedented increase in visitors over the previous 24 hours, ultimately a record number of new profiles. As when people are snowed in, they basically go to online to start cheating on their spouse. So, ladies, you want to keep that husband of yours? Unhook the internet on snowy days. Just sneak outside and unplug it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's the Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show. On 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk.
10 a.m. More stimulating talk. such an oddball. I'd love to play the keyboard for that song. Get on stage and just... Dang, 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 dang. It's it's melodic and it gets in your head and I could probably learn it. I kind of got big chubby fingers that don't play the piano terribly well. So, no, nah, I don't have chubby fingers. I got normal looking fingers. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. I think my favorite story this week is talking about all these gadgets that are getting on the internet. And it's an opportunity for Marvel and Texas Instruments and Qualcomm because they've made these specialty semiconductors that go into these little teeny tiny gadgets. And Intel's missed it. They've tried. They got the Atom processor. They're trying their best to stay competitive. But the weak have risen or the meek have risen or the weak meek have risen. It's interesting to watch. Um, I think we live in interesting times. I couldn't imagine... uh, Ever wanting to live in the past? I've got no interest in the past, none whatsoever. I like our future. I like technology. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Let's go to a phone call. Let's go to Frank in San Francisco. Frank. Rob. Frank. Uh, ambassador, I, I, I was so sorry to hear that uh, there's a possibility uh, you might be leaving this radio station. There's not really a possibility I, um, I might be leaving. I guess there's a possibility. I don't have a contract, and my boss could always say, hey, Dennis Miller is super funny. Let's put him back on. Um, it's just I don't have a contract, and it's weird that I don't have a contract because I've been here for nine months, and I've done good in the ratings, and I've certainly put in my time, if you know what I mean. Anyway, that, that's not the question I had for you, but okay. I, I just wanted to express that to you. Uh, I want you to discuss Microsoft's role uh, when uh, Google and Apple are squaring squaring off with with their gadgets, if you could just kind of expound on that for me, I don't think I could really expound on it. Um, I it's, think... not, it's not like they're going to be uh, playing eighteen holes of golf. Uh, you know they're going to be doing something to try to get the upper hand. Who Microsoft? That's na- yeah, that's just the nature of Microsoft. Yeah, I don't think Microsoft is in the super cutting edge business of technology. They seem to be in the business of business. That they want your butt in a seat so that your boss puts an operating system in front of you so that you can be productive. Um, they've lost the operating system for the phone war. They've lost it. Um, winner is Apple and, and Google for now. And the question is, can Google take the Chrome operating system and start eating away at Microsoft's dominance? Uh, there's been challenges before. There's been companies like Netscape, which won the browser war only to lose the browser war. Uh, because it's that that standardization in the office that Microsoft just crushes and kills in. Um, everyone knows how to save a file. So uh, Microsoft Windows 7, it's a good operating system. It's much better than Vista, and it's practical, and it's scalable. Um, I don't think they go out of business anytime soon, but I'd rather compare and contrast Apple and Google and who I think is going to win that battle. Um, I think Google's on to something with a much more open environment and a business model that says do no evil. Kind of like it. Let's go to Herb and Petaluma. Herb, Herb. Hey, uh, how you doing, Rob? Doing well. 
You know, I think you're just great, and I hope uh, I heard from the other call about uh, your, your contract, whatever. I just think you're hilarious between your uh, expounding on the financial situation of America and then explaining the lyrics of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. I think it's an amazing balance. God, I forgot I did that. You know, <laughs> that was you know, hilarious. You know what's funny, James, is I leave the studio and I have no clue what I've said for the last two hours. I've got amnesia. It's it's like it, it purges out of me. It's I'm You say some crazy things. I just it's just hilarious. Killing old people, I think that's great. I don't think I say anything that's crazy. I just think that you don't say what you're thinking, and I do say what I'm thinking. Like me and Heidi, I get into massively inappropriate conversations with Heidi that I shouldn't. But for some reason I, I dig her and I talk to her and it it's I'd prefer to be honest. I'd prefer to let my, my emotions out. Well, you know, let's try this trivia thing. I, I okay. need another $50 in my life. <laughs> I don't think you can get through it. You think you can? Yeah. How, how much of a listener are you? How many hours a day? Uh, to the, I listen to your show every day. Uh, the rest of it, um, um, you know, uh, uh, four or five hours. I'm a, I'm a, a academic. I've called you once before. I'm always in my shop. I'm listening, trying to learn about finance. Okay. Stopping a financial retard. Okay. Financial retard. That's a good pull. That's a good Rob Blackism, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So what, if, trivia question number one. I'm an ambassador to a certain type of booze. They made me an ambassador. They sent me four bottles of it. What's what's the booze? Captain Morgan. Oh, out you are. You don't remember the glorious day where I go, I'm an ambassador of Maker's Mark Rum. I'm the happiest man in the world. Uh, Maker's Mark is whiskey. It's whiskey, um, yeah. So I, I, you caught myself. It's Maker's Mark. So it was a the, good place to be an ambassador. Turn it. And, and you know what I like about it is it's it's cheap and it's good. So is the trivia best three out for now? I don't even think you can get through a second. I'll give you another <laughs> chance because you, you sound like you might have a man crush on me. Um, but it's going to be a tougher question. Well, okay, let's try it. Name one of the two comedians that were on last year that were awful. They were embarrassingly bad where not funny. Um, I'd ask them questions. that they, One was a man, one was a woman. So you can answer either or. I'd ask them questions, and they would just clam up. It was awful radio. Oh, I, I almost remember the female one, um, Paula Poundstone. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll give you the hint on the the female was Jean Garofalo, and she was just embarrassingly bad. And I, oh. the funny thing is I had a crush on her, and I think, she, I, I think I had a crush on her for like one day when I was 15 years old, and... I threw her softball after softball after softball, and she was just a weenie. She just sucked. Um, okay, so the other comedian, I'm, I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to drag you to one right question. The other comedian has a famous brother. Perhaps the greatest comedian of all time. You are not a true fan. You're not even close. I listen to you a lot. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy was awful. I didn't even know Eddie Murphy had. I was trying to think who's Robin Williams' brother. What country was I born in? Iceland. I talked about it this freaking morning. Now I'm getting. Uh, Now I'm getting. Machinery. I was operating machinery, making a dollar. Now I'm getting truly. Every word. Can't listen to every word, Rob. I'm getting truly depressed. 
Uh-huh. Do, you even, do you even know the station you're listening to right now? I'm not Ron Owens. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's go to James and Hayward. James? Hey, what's happening, Rob? Uh, apparently not my popularity. Hey, I heard a disturbing um, thing about General Electric that they owe $500 billion. How does a company like that actually survive? Um, I don't actually know that they owe $500 billion. Let me take yeah, a quick... I heard on Bloomberg it was a stated debt. They stated debt was $500 billion. Yeah, let me take How a look. They... Well, keep in mind, they're a company worth $172 billion. That's, that's not even what they owe. Well, here's a question for you. And I ask you this question. Let's say you're a company that's worth $200 billion. And let's say they do have $500 billion in debt. But let's say the debt's at 2 to 3%. And they're bringing in money. They're earning profits of 8 9 10% a quarter. So they're able to finance their debt no problem. Is it a problem to you? Yes, it is. Okay. What's your debt level? Do you own a house? No. Okay. Well, let's, 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 let's pretend you own a house. My, let's say- debt, my debt is I don't have no debt. Okay, let's. I, I cleaned all that stuff about four years ago. Yeah, they they owe five hundred eighteen billion dollars. You're correct. Um, so let's say you got a friend who owns a house, right? You yeah. you, you know people who own houses, James. And the house is worth the house is worth a million dollars. They take out a loan for a million dollars, and they only earn sixty to one hundred thousand dollars a year. So they've taken out something that's ten times their revenue. So you think GE can 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 make it through this? Yeah, of course they can. I might invest in it. Yeah, of course they can. Um, thanks for the call, James. All right. So debt to equity is very important, and he brings up a damn good question. But I think I gave him some ideas on how a company can afford that cash flow. Keep in mind, a company like GE is so big, they need to have cash in the bank just to pay their employees, waiting for more cash to come in. It's not like, not quite like a restaurant that can order food for the next three days, serve it. But it kind of you have to have working capital, and working capital is debt more often than not. It's low cost debt. Hmm. I think I made my point. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Anyone want to take the Rob Black challenge? Can you do three trivia questions in a row? Three. It's the Rob Black show. I'll give you fifty dollars into my own pocket. I'm Rob Black. Nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Yesterday, I did a nice little primer on insurance. I feel there's issues in the world that you need to maximize and manage and not make mistakes. And if you cut down the mistakes, you end up with a lot of money. I was reviewing the portfolio of a friend. Um, He plays soccer. He's a professional soccer player. And he hasn't saved enough. For his income, he hasn't saved enough. And his career is starting to wind down. So he's going from a big salary to, I don't know what his salary is going to be. He's done some investments that he probably regrets, some life insurance policies that he should probably opt out of. Pay the surrender fee, take your money. 
because they're crap products. A lot of us make mistakes. Some of us accidentally. Some of us just don't save enough. He's got a lot of real estate. The guy thinks he's going to be a real estate tycoon. He owns four properties. It's too much. It's too much. Now, real estate was great in the 2000s, early 2000s, but it ain't, ain't ever, never, ever going to do what it did from 2002 to 2006 again. There's just not that much speculation. There's not that many foolish dollars chasing wise dollars. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Best thing you can do if you want to retire, max out your 401k. When you're 20 and 30 years old, max it out. Accumulate assets. So you, you don't even have to be smart to accumulate assets. You can do it in a dumb way, like Fidelity Freedom Funds. Now, when you're 50, 60, you got to start managing those assets. There's two ways of, we- of, of wealth. You accumulate wealth, and then you manage wealth. Go to Mike in Walnut Creek. Mike? Hey, how you doing, Rob? Doing well. Right on. Calling in to see if I can uh, answer at least three questions, but you got to throw me some uh, softballs. <laughs> There's no chance. With three <laughs> questions? i got to throw you something tough. All right, let's go for it. Okay. Name one of my two television co-hosts. Uh, let's see, that'd be Catherine. Is it Heenan? Oh, no, 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 no. When I did the TV show Rob Black and Your Money, I had a co-host. Oh, you're talking, okay. I'm talking seven, like. seven, eight years ago. It's yeah. funny, me and Cheryl, whoops, I gave you one name. What's her, <laughs> what's her last name? Oh, man. Cheryl who? Cheryl who, I'm making bad radio, I can't think out oh, loud. Ken, or Kim who. One was Cheryl, one was Kim. I didn't like either one of them. All right, let's go for two out of three. <laughs> who was my college roommate? I've only I've only told this story once on air. Oh, I'm dying here. No clue. His name was Mike Tyson. He was the heavyweight chain smoker of the I world. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. You suck. You're not. You're not a true fan. Yeah. So go back into the hole that you crawled out of. Come Thanks. on. Give me one more. I, I I'm running out. I, I'm not. Out? I'm not that interesting of a person. I've I've discovered. All right. Well, I gave it a good shot here. Well, no, uh, no, you are awful, Mike. You are awful. So thanks for the call. It's good of Mike. Um, no, they're both. They're gone. So everyone's gone. No one knows me. I'm not loved. I'm depressed. I'm discouraged. Um, I clearly don't have any more financial content to get to. Okay, 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 okay. I got one, and this is one I don't. I know nothing about. There's a publicly traded company called Divix, and with all these gadgets out there, and God, there's a cover of the Personal Journal today on Wall Street Journal, and they talk about these top ten gadgets, and one of them's like an emergency illuminator, one of them's a navigation device by Pioneer, one of them's a Kodak Pulse digital frame, one of them's a workout device. But there's all these gadgets, okay. What's interesting to note about that is they all take semiconductors. That's interesting to me. And your iPod, you want Dolby Stereo, right? They have to license Dolby. There's some plays in the entertainment world of all these devices. The semiconductors that are going into them. And I think some of the technologies it's licensed for them. There's a company called Divix. They're best known for their popular digital file music sharing format. They're attempting to extend their reach into video services. Now, I know Divix because I've encoded some video before. I've got a high-definition camera, then I'll make the love videos with the ladies, and then I want to, like, get them on YouTube or PornTube or something like that. So I use Divix to encode the video, 
and then to decode it and play it. It's it's super high quality DVD kind of uh, editing technology, so you can burn DVDs and give to your friends. So anyway, Divix is best known for that product, but they also have got a product that I don't really know anything about. They're trying to set up a television network online to get into your TV through Blu-ray or Netflix movie streams. Now, they're trying to persuade content providers to support their platform. Divix has 70 channels. Now, none of these channels are real channels. It's like the Associated Press channel. It's the CNET channel, the Daily Motion channel, Picasa, Revision 3, Rhapsody, TED, Twitter. It's things along those lines. Um, the catch is today that a lot of TV programming is just not available, and Divix is trying to set up a streaming DVD quality technology into your TV. I don't know anything about it. I'm intrigued, but I don't know anything about it. Let's go to John in Campbell. John, how are you? Yeah, Rob. Yep. Hello. Hey, John. Hey, uh, Redwood Trust, RWT. I don't want to do your contest. I just want to find out what's uh, what you think about them. Well, I don't want to do your stock for you. Oh, okay. Now we're even. Okay. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Now I don't want to talk. Good radio when I don't want to talk. You know, I came up with an idea for a show. I, I come up with theme shows. One of them is The Whispering Show. I do the whole show like this. Like something super important is going to happen. So he asked about the Redwood Trust. And ticker symbol Redwood Trust is w- RWT. And ultimately, it pays a 6.8% dividend yield. It's a real estate investment trust. It's growing forest of real estate mortgage-backed securities. So it's mortgage-backed securities. The REIT trades mainly in jumbo single-family residential loans. So those are homes with over 417000 Them in Annaly, any loan that's over 417 is considered jumbo and tends to be a little bit higher quality because you have to really jump through more hoops to get such a big amount of a mortgage. So they've got an emphasis on California and Florida. So their, their assets are, are, in my mind, stressed. Um, I'm not against it because if you take a look at the last five years, this trust has gone from 60 bucks a share to 15 So a lot of damage has been done. And REITs should have a good year as we move through the commercial real estate problems. I tend to prefer, John, to own REITs that are tied towards new money versus old money. This REIT's been around too long, so they got a lot of legacy problems in my mind. Um, I tend to prefer uh, housing REITs. I don't like mortgage-backed REITs, and that's just my personal opinion. It's like... Um, I don't like crazy women. I like redheads. I like blondes. I like brunettes. I just don't like crazy women. So I tend not to like mortgage-backed securities um, that trade as REITs. So instead of owning the real property and managing it, they just own the mortgage and manage that. So I tend to like something a little bit more real. But this is a good quality type of REIT because they go after uh, more expensive homes, which have some downside and people walking away risk tied towards them. They tend to be a little bit safer because to qualify, you have to have a better income and better incomes mean better jobs and better jobs have survived pretty well through this downturn. It's Rob Black show 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. You're listening to Rob Black. 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Uh, 
Black Show. It's my favorite band. If I were doing a trivia question about myself, who's Rob's favorite band of all time? It's the Talking Heads. Also known as the Heads. But you gotta be cool to call them that. 800-345-5639. I, I eliminate myself by being cool by referring to it as you have to be cool. You know who my favorite uh, radio personality is in the Bay Area? It's Tom Tolbert. I think he does a fantastic job of talking about nothing. I think his sports analysis are kind of boring, but I love hearing that guy talk about, you know, taking his kids to a movie. I like him. Who's the the radio host I hate the most? Ron Owens. But it's love-hate. I'm envious. I wish I were him. I've got a big stick, but he's got a bigger stick. He's got KGO. 50,000 watts of radio power that I'm envious of. I think, what's 910? Like 20,000? 10,005? I'm not sure what our wattage is, but let's just say it's a hamster running around a, a, a wheel. Let's go to John and Campbell. John? Hey, Rob. I'd uh, love to play some trivia with you. Okay, okay. Okay, you consider yourself a blackhead? Yeah, I mean, I knew the uh, the... the... Comedian questions and Maker's Mark and stuff like that. So, yes, I think I'll do okay. Okay. Um, can you name the band? I'm going to play a little clip for you. They were recently in studio. This is a little bit of show history. Corner Laughers. That's right. The Corner Laughers. And that's Carla Kane, which sounds like a porn name. I'm strangely attracted to her, even though she has a husband. She's kind of nerdy, and I love that. It's, ooh, I don't know. Oh, I can't hear you. Okay, it's okay. I'm, I can hear me. That's, that's the okay, important no, thing. Okay, now the background so, music. As long as I can hear myself. But you're right, okay. the corner. You didn't even need the audio clue. No way. Okay, okay. Can you name which, which one of these radio shows was tied to CNET Radio? I'm going to give you four radio show names that I've done, and all you got to do is pick one out of the four. Was it 2020 on Wall Street? Was it 2020 Insight? Was it Stock Talk? Or was, it, or was it Rob Black and your money? Stock talk. It was stock talk. Wow, you got two in a row. Two in a row. That's not bad. I really liked that show. You didn't like it? Oh, I really did. I thought it was a great show. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you an easy one. This is gonna be a tough one. Okay. But it's very, very doable. Hmm, now I'm now I'm all scared. <laughs> <laughs> I've met my foe. I've met my nemesis. Someone who knows me better than I know me. Uh-oh. Um, name one of the two colleges I went to. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is, this is bad. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. I'm going to say Brown, uh, but I'm not sure. There's, there's, what, 600 colleges nationwide? You, you have a chance. So it's probably not Brown since you uh, flew over that. Uh, let's go I with... Da- uh, I dated a girl named Juliet Brown, but I did not go to Brown College. Hey, I can name uh, the last names of girls you've dated. <laughs> Green and a brown and uh, a white, I think. There was a white. She's probably my favorite. Yeah, I don't know the college. I'll go with the Boston College. No, it was Virginia or or George Mason. I'll give you I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. What did George Mason write? Ouch. George Mason. A bunch of Freemason literature? A bunch of Freemason literature is correct, but not the right answer. So oh. he wrote the Bill of Rights, not for the Constitution, but for the Virginia State Constitution, which was then copied by um, 
um, who this, uh, Thomas Jefferson for the Bill of Rights in the United States. It's, wow, didn't know that. He's probably the most famous American, John, in my mind. And if you ever go overseas and you ask uh, someone who's from overseas, like Mexico or Europe, um, and you say, what do you like about America? And they're like, freedom of speech. Right down gun. Like, the, our Bill of Rights is, is, is dominant. But anyway, thanks for the call, John. Thanks, Rob. He was close. <laughs> I was sweating the $50 was going to go down the drain. I got no more trivia questions. Um, going through my own trivia, I think I'm done. I, I, I don't think there's anything more interesting about me, to be quite honest with you. Um, but we'll play that game again, because I'll find something that's interesting. Let's go to Mike in San Francisco. Mike? Hi, Rob. I'm glad you don't have any more trivia questions, because I, I probably wouldn't have any answers. Although I've, I've listened to you off and on probably since the late 90s. That's that's impressive. East Coast. And uh, you you talked faster then. And uh, I think you had a bridge terminal, and it was amazing the facts you'd come up with in like a minute about various stocks when uh, people would call in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, I do talk slower now. Uh, I'm not jacked up on coffee as, as no. I used to be. <laughs> we have better coffee out here, though. You think? Well, we have some good coffee. You know, um, you know there's like Blue Bottle... Um, they have really good coffee, uh, Ritual on Valencia Street. Did, I ever, did you ever hear the story, Mike, about me e- eating monkey butt coffee? No. There's a, a lemur, and he's kind of like a monkey, and he eats coffee beans yeah. and then poops it out, and they only make 100 gallons of this a year. And I, I had a cup of it, and it's it was all it was the greatest cup of coffee I've ever had, and it came out of a monkey's butt, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, I've never tried that, but a friend of mine spends about six months a year in Vietnam, yeah. and uh, they do have that kind of coffee over there, yeah. uh, but they also make an imitation version of it. Mm. So I've tried the imitation version, and it's pretty good. It's, it's not unique. sure what they throw in to, to make it the imitation version. I think the, um, the genuine stuff is like $50 a cup. That's really expensive. Yeah, it was, it was like a $30, $40 cup of coffee, so... You're, yeah. you're right on that. That's, uh, but I might have got it when it was cheap or something like that. Yeah. So, do you have a Dietrich coffee maker? Or do, you, do you know what those K cups are, Mike? No, I, I don't. I, I, um, uh, I have a cheap uh, um, espresso maker. That's about uh, well. So I, I don't know what the term for it is. The ones that have uh, uh, 15 bars of pressure. Uh, it's a, a, a German one, but it only cost a couple hundred bucks. I just got a coffee maker that it does individual cups of coffee because I, I it just it slows me down and they they're called K cups and you should look it up because it it keeps the water 181 degrees which is the perfect uh-huh. you know coffee temperature yeah. and it does one single cup and that's all it does and there's no cleanup there's no mess up you put a little packet in it and it it that's what McDonald's is using to basically beat Starbucks's butt oh. at this point in time mm-hmm. anyway that's all I got for you well that's Good suggestion. What, what, can, what can I help you with? Well, I'm trying to reorganize my retirement accounts to more actively manage the accounts. And um, I think I've got about maybe 450 k in retirement accounts. Uh, I'm in my early 60s. Um, I'm probably not going to take anything out of it till mandatory uh, distribution at 70 and a half. Right. Um, but... It's a lot of it I've just accumulated over the years and never bothered to, to switch Manage, to right. different funds. So uh, I'm trying to figure out, I, I don't want to buy very many individual stocks, but I, I'd like to get into funds that maybe I, I could more actively um, 
trade because I'd have a better understanding of what's in them. So in, in, I'm thinking instead of having a fund that mimics, say, the S&P 500 or the total stock market index, that maybe moving some money into sector funds would be maybe a better way to actively manage money since some sectors go up and down you know, as, as the economy is moving, but you know, they don't go the same direction all at the same time. I hear you. So I don't know if that's a, uh, maybe a, a good thing to do instead of jumping into a lot of individual stocks, maybe the next step beyond like a, a, the total stock market index or you know, buying things like the financial, you know, there's science and technology. These mutual funds all have uh, some things that kind of mimic sectors, but they don't, you don't know how accurate they are, or I don't know how accurate they are in mimicking sectors. So would that be a good strategy to try to um, monitor how sectors of the economy are doing and based on that what, shift money from... What sectors sector? done well in the last couple of years, Mike? Um, well, pr- probably uh, household products of, I don't know, I Some don't pro- have this. Yeah. I, there's, there's like about a dozen sectors, I think, if if you... If I look at statistical measures, and I, I don't have that in front of me right now, but um, yeah, um, certainly banking hasn't. But that's that's come back a bit. But I bet that's that financials are probably still risky to get into. Okay. Um, See, technologies. I like your idea of cutting down your risk from. And thanks for the call. I like your idea of cutting down risk from instead of trying to trade stocks, you're trying to trade sectors. So it's more theme-driven, which might be a little easier for people to grasp. For instance, retail was a huge winner last year. And you wouldn't have thought that because retail was a disaster. So you have to be kind of counterintuitive at times. Gold was a huge winner. Metals were a huge winner. The dollar was a huge loser, but the dollar compared to the euro, if you factor in that second twist, the euro was a huge winner. The dollar was a huge loser. So boom, boom, let's go to the videotape. My question on Mike is, I don't know how, I don't like the idea of you're 60 and you're trading. I like the idea of you're 25, 30 and you're trading because it, it's a job. It's work. It's effort. It really, really is. Um, sometimes we can make it look easy. What do I think is going to work well in the next year if I were a sector investor? said it a couple times. I think telecom does well. I think utilities do well. I think tech does well. Hmm. And now I'm stomped. I don't really want to go out on the limb and say much else because one of you is going to remember when I'm wrong and you're going to call me and you're going to ream me in the yin yang, which is another word for the button. Um, I think that's all I got. <laughs> Can I end the show now? Can we end one minute early? You know what I wanted to hear today was some Rolling Stones and I forgot to ask Heidi, let's play some Rolling Stones. So maybe tomorrow we'll play some Rolling Stones. I don't know why I wanted to hear it, but I did. Um, personal bankruptcy filings rose by nearly a third in 2009. That's kind of an interesting stat. What else is there? Um, anti-wrinkle bras, that's kind of... Uh, Charles Schwab is cutting their trading fees for smaller clients. So if you have less than a million dollars and you do fewer than 120 trades a year, they're going to cut it to 8.95 from 12.95. I like Schwab. 
There's nothing wrong with Schwab, Fidelity, or Vanguard. I'm out of time. Ooh, U.S. albums down 13% year over year. I hate Steve Jobs for killing the album. Should I stay or should I go? It's time for me to leave. Talk to you in 22 hours. Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.